What's good, everybody? You're listening to Our Future, Looking Beyond with Michael Zakond, a show where I chop it up with innovators, entrepreneurs, and leaders to discuss the future and get young people fired up about it. Today, I have Shiv Zakond, co-founder of Draco Motors with me. He also happens to be my dad. We're live here from Santa Cruz, California in a non-remote format. Dad, thank you for being here with me. It's great to be here, Michael. So what's your background, fundamentally? I'm an engineer. Um, I did my my bachelor's in physics, a master's in electrical engineering, and I did my postgraduate research in computer science. So starting a supercar company, that's that's really no small feat. And you did it. You must be crazy. Is that that why? Well, it takes takes two crazy guys, and that's, you know, my uh, co-founder and partner and good friend Dean Draco and you know it really is no small endeavor but we took this on because we realized that the advent of the electric car and advances in software technology created a new world of engineering possibilities for exhilarating performance precision handling and higher safety and these possibilities can be applied both on the road and on the track to deliver exhilarating vehicles. What's different about the Draco than any other car out on the road then? Well, in the old steering paradigm in a traditional car, you know, understeer and oversteer can lead to loss of control in adverse weather and, you know, on the track. We wanted to eliminate these dangerous conditions while creating a superior driving experience by utilizing a precision all-wheel drive solution. So I think when people think about all-wheel drive, they're thinking about Subarus, they're thinking about uh, Mitsubishis, Cars Audis. that can go off-road, Audis, obviously, uh, that are using uh, all four wheels. These cars have done great in rally championships. These these rally drivers, they are drifting these cars on dirt and gravel, and it's all-wheel drive that enables that control, but it's not like we haven't seen this before. That's true. However, a traditional all-wheel drive car contains three differentials, right? In the front, um, the rear, and the center to split power. Now, to eliminate oversteer and understeer, we must be able to deliver positive and negative torque to each of the four wheels. With the Draco motors, with four-motor solution and sophisticated software algorithms, we can apply this positive and negative torque to control the exact drive to each wheel to give a level of control impossible with traditional mechanical differentials. So to summarize it, our car has no mechanical differentials and the control is entirely using software and electric motors. So last summer you disappeared for 50 days out into some unknown part of the world. That was something related to rally racing, right? Uh, Yes, it was actually an endurance rally. In fact, um, it is, I believe, the the toughest endurance rally in the world. 36 days um, from peaking to Paris. And um, Dean and I did it in a 1969 Peugeot 504. Are you gonna do it again? Um, I'd I'd really like to do it, you know, in an electric car. Think you're gonna do it in the Draco? no, the Draco, we can't use the Draco because the cutoff is 1976. So we have to use a car that's older than 1976. So tell us what it's like to drive it, even if you're not going to take it on this rally. What is it like to drive the 2020 Draco GTE? Can you describe it? Because you haven't let me drive it yet, unfortunately, but I'm going to be able to drive it soon, right? Um, eventually, Michael, there's a, you need to take a number. However, um, <laughs> the, the key differential, differentiator of this car is the way it turns, right? Of course, it has incredible you know, power, um, amazing acceleration, but it's the 
turning capability. Here we have, you know, a fairly long wheelbase car. We needed a fairly long car to, you know, to be able to fit, you know, the 90 kilowatt hour battery in. And when, you know, when the cars get long, they get, they're difficult to turn. Um, the main sort of excitement about the Draco is the way it turns, right? You turn in and you can actually get onto the throttle post apex way earlier than other cars because the, the torque vectoring allows you to, to really pull the car around the corner. So is the software you've designed making people who drive this car better at driving than they would be in any other car? Yeah, I think the car is definitely easier to drive because it doesn't have, you know, some of the um, disadvantages of a legacy platform. Um, you know, a lot of the mass is extremely low down. So even though we have increased mass, you know, it is it is very low, offering a very low polar moment of inertia. As a result, the car really, really likes to rotate. So obviously being able to control a car is really important, but what else defines a supercar? Because I think for a lot of people, a supercar is really symbolic of more than just this incredible piece of technology. It signifies wealth and power and prestige. What do you think really matters when a supercar is being built beyond just the, the control and the, the technology? Well, you know, there is, of course, you know, supercars traditionally associated with extreme performance. But, you know, historically, supercars haven't been particularly usable. You know, they have, you know, a very limited space. They're difficult to get in and out of. They are fragile and inexpensive to, to own and maintain. Um, in contrast, our vision for an electric supercar is a GT car, a very practical car where you can take passengers, you can take luggage, you can go anywhere without, you know, everybody staring at you. Like, what is that ridiculous thing? Because let's face it, a lot of these supercars are very, very loud and can be quite offensive in many situations. So the electric doesn't cause that offense, right? It's quiet. Nobody hears you're coming. Is it stealth driving? Is that what you like to call it? Well, stealth driving is one aspect of it. I think it's 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 very uh, responsible because one, there isn't you know uh, any emissions coming out of it. Like all electric vehicles, the emissions are you know are centralized at the power station rather than being distributed to each individual vehicle with individual emission controls. So the car definitely has some very sexy and, and very sporty lines about it. It's, it really is a statement and a statement to the eye. How did you come up with this design? Um, the car was penned um, by Louis Vermeesh, who is one of the you know most eminent car designers um, of our time, and he's based in Turin, where he is the CEO and chief designer at Grand Studio. What was it like going there and, and talking to Lowy? What was going on in his brain, do you think? He's a car designer. What, what input does he require from someone with the vision to create their own supercar? Well, I think very early on in the process, you know, Lowy clearly understood, um, you know, the, the design intent that Dean and I wanted, which was a, you know, a GT car that harked back, you know, to a previous time where we had these, you know, long bonnet cars, you know, you know, typically, you know, the V12, you know, upfront engines, you know, comfortable. Ferrari Well, I mean, even before that, let's say a Maserati A6 GCS or, you know, the Milia and Targa Florio cars, um, which, you know, even Enzo always said that a, a, a Ferrari has its engine in front. So well, they, these are very practical, usable cars. So let me kind of sum this up here, what we have so far. We have 
Silicon Valley software brains paired with the World Rallycross genetics of in Finland on the ice, and then that paired with Italian design. You think that's kind of the the DNA of this car? Yeah, the DNA is definitely you know a Finnish rally car because that comes from our chief engineer Sami Rautsalainen, who developed the first prototypes um, you know many years ago, and you know that uh, that control over uh, slippery surfaces is definitely a, a very big part of our DNA. So yeah, I would say it's you know Silicon Valley software and electronic technology. Um, um, as well as battery technology coupled with, you know, um, Italian inspiration, right? We've seen that before where um, manufacturers such as, you know, Pantera have, have taken American muscle and Italian design and packaged it together in, in very beautiful high-performance cars. So the Draco you mentioned is really good on these slippery services due to the, the architecture of its powertrain. There is a very cool thing in the car called the Quattro Manettino, which is a switch where you can dial the car to the exact environment you're driving in. What are those various modes you can well, mess around with? Well, it's four switches, right? Quattro Manettino, and, you know, Manettino just means little switch. Um, or it could be Manettini, but uh, <laughs> the the um, the switches essentially allow you to control the, the, the front to rear bias, and that's from a power perspective. We can actually control how much power is delivered. Um, so you can go from being a symmetric all-wheel drive to fully rear-wheel drive, if you like. Um, there's additional control, which allows you to select the surface. Another control that lets you select the mode that you're in, whether it's, you know, torque vectoring and slip control or drift mode or all of it off. And the final one lets you control the, the lift off uh, regen bias. So when you lift off that pedal, you can you can dial in exactly how much regen you want and you can dynamically play with it, you know, depending on the road conditions. So is there a drift mode on there? Yes, certainly. Um, you know, once uh, you have uh, improved your driving skills because 1200 horsepower is not to be trifled with. Right, it's no small toy. So tell us why it's not supposed to be trifled with. Give us the specs of this car, which I think are pretty mind-numbing when you say them. Well, the car has, you know, um, a 206 mile on top speed. Um, it has 1200 horsepower. Um, but more importantly, it has uh, an inordinately large amount of torque, um, which is really the, the key defining characteristic. Um, we can produce 8,800 Newton meters of wheel torque. Uh, it's, it's, it's fairly immense. Wow. So electric technology enables those stats you just kind of outlined for us, but what does it mean for society for the greater uh, macroeconomic sense? Why do electric cars fundamentally matter at this moment in history? Well, you know, it's as I referred to it earlier, it's about being able to have centralized control of emissions, right? You know, the emissions are, are going to be there because our baseband energy comes from, you know, burning oil, um, 
or you know nuclear or coal or, or whatever it may be but you know we're really good at building power stations and controlling the the emissions at the power station i believe is the key to controlling and reducing localized emissions from vehicles i mean we've seen this where if you allow you know every vehicle to emit and then try and control that whether it's with software or scrubbing devices or whatever there's one the uh potential for large-scale abuse as we have seen um, but also it just doesn't make sense you know from a commercial standpoint to put all these individual controls and continually increase the regulation on motor vehicles because every time the government introduces a new regulation it steals profit from the manufacturer so by removing a lot of these constraints we can actually make car making more profitable which currently right now it's not so all these legacy automakers they aren't really pushing this new innovative electric car technology why are startups like you doing it and not the big automakers who are the ones producing massive massive amounts of cars well remember this is the innovators dilemma they don't want to cannibalize a very very successful product that they already have but you know we 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 need a change um, you know the planet is changing the 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 way we use cars and transportation in general is changing and we have to think about new models new ideas new technologies to push forward the boundaries so what's your message to kids who want to work for Draco because I can imagine it would be really really exciting to be a part of the creation of supercars so the Draco facility is going to open up pretty soon with some of the ordinances lifting what's your advice to kids who want to work for you and are you hiring any interns okay so uh, a few few details that well the first one is that you know the real growth um, in this industry i believe will be in software so if you have a passion for software which includes you know controls and um as well as you know battery technology electrical engineering so we can you know improve the actual powertrain components um those are our key openings but of course we'll always need mechanical engineers because this is you know a a, a piece of moving machinery and it requires you know physical design you know we we believe in you know in educating you know the future youth and it's great you know for us to to train youngsters who have a passion for cars because you know if we don't imbue the youngsters with you know with these ideas and these you know these feelings of excitement then then we failed so um yeah we're we're open to uh the brightest and the best well thank you for being on the show dad i really appreciate it thanks michael Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shiv Sakand, co-founder of Draco Motors and creator of the 2020 Draco GTE supercar. Do you want to work for Draco Motors in creating the next generation electric supercar? Shoot me a DM at Michael Sakand on Instagram. Send me over some resumes. I'll get them over to my dad. If you were studying software engineering, mechanical engineering, or electrical engineering and have a strong passion for building cars. On next episode, I'm interviewing Peter Jason, producer of the Fahrenheit 451 movie with Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon, in addition to the Hugh Hefner TV series on Amazon Prime that's going to make for a fantastic conversation. Just one more note, whoever produces me, my next guest will get access to the Wall Street Journal 
for free. Until next time, and thank you for looking beyond with Michael Sikant.